0: Labeling the good things around Australia, our
1: experts analyse the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. It was exciting when you see these youngsters step out in these blue diamond previews. That's the case at this Caulfield program Australia Day. First look at the quaddy is the Adams Stakes and Vavaya the six three dollars. Catsu number two four forty. Foxicon six fifty eight dollars. Najem Sahail who can really scoot. David Gately, former analyst from Sky. How are you, David? well stevie good thank you you've been watching obviously lots of replays since the fields came <laughs> out yesterday around lunchtime how many in the first leg yeah
2: it's a, it is you're right it's terrific seeing the juveniles back and some of those trials have been uh, fabulous i'll see how that plays out certainly the quaddie uh, just the eight races too, <laughs> takes me back um but the first leg uh look i think that the key to it, the race is vavia i think she's the best horse whether or not she's the best horse is open for debate and that may well bring her undone. Look, she's second pick and certainly in the quaddie for me. I think Katsu might just be the 1,000 metre specialist. Obviously, was able to hold off. Najim Sahel first up, Flemington up the straight and all the form of the short uh, trips, really good. So, I'm going to lean that way but put them both in, of course. Najim Sahel with a relative weight swing is the other key hope. Um, Foxy Con's probably half a hope uh, so we'll put it in the wider quaddie. I'd like to take a second quaddy a bit skinnier. Uh, but for the sake of your wonderful segment, we'll go two six one and
1: seven. Two six one and seven. Stepati in the Manfred. Fresh up here, number two is three dollars. Two uh, three brave Mead, five. Uh, Carbonados five. Seven dollars. Southport Tycoon King Colorado seven fifty. So a lot of classic conveyances
2: returning here, David. How do we line it all up at mm. the Manfred? Look, with some challenges given, we don't know where a couple of them are running yet. Uh, a couple of those from the Ma Eustace team are, are also engaged at the Valley on Saturday. So. Just waiting to hear. I'm, I'm hearing Southport Tycoon might head to the valley. and Brave Mead stays at Caulfield, and he's certainly going to be competitive with party I mean, he was exactly that first up last time in in the Mackenzie Stakes at the valley. He covered more ground than Stipati. Um They've both tried really well for the return. I think Stipati's just a really good horse, though. I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. He's been beaten once, and he probably didn't quite run a, a strong mile in the Corfield Guineas. And all his uh, other five wins have been either um, exceptional or really good and I liked his will to win uh, first up last run I liked his late strength so he's probably the best for the day in fact um, on a card where it's tough to find the best centrefire looks a danger same form line and Carbonara uh, Carbonara's an interesting runner pretty um, well a strong return win did only beat Spicy Margs but uh, look he did a good job away from the rail uh, a bit of merit on the clock so be in the quaddy as well Uh, We'll go just two, five, and four, I think. Two, five, and four
1: in the Manfred. Now, we get to the John Dillon Stakes, and we just spoke to Mick Kent Jr. It loves Caulfield, obviously, and the 1,400 metres, and $4, uh, Yonsei, five, Carbling, five, 5.50 Buffalo River, an unusual culture at 6.50. How far will he lead by
2: here, David, Buffalo River? (laughs) Well, it depends if they can control him. I mean, Celine Gaudre has ridden him his last four uh, she's won two of the four on him and led, held on well, to a horse called Ayrton in one of the misses. Uh, so she seems to have a really good rapport with him. Um, it's the shortened version and he's able to you know control that uh, speed. Uh, so he, look, he's been competitive with Ayrton in the past and he will be again. It just looks the perfect race for Ayrton though. He was wide in, in the gold rush in Perth and a little fresh and back. He's trod really well. Uh, he beat Yonce in the heat. Um, And it's just his wheelhouse, as you mentioned there, Caulfield 1400. And just away from those elite races. I mean, he ran well in a Group 1 Rupert Clark two runs ago. This isn't a Group 1. Unusual culture. Look, no star, but a really good second, third level horse as well. He on second up 11 to 1400. If there's any other stable, I'd question it. But her return was good. And uh, her trial behind it was good. Um, Not an option, perhaps, next. So we'll go 1563.
1: One, five, six, and three. Race eight, Caulfield. $5 the
2: field. And Tasman Park is the favourite, 15. Yeah, obviously challenging. I'm going to go with a couple of the mares here. I think uh, fortunate Kiss getting out the 1400 in the 78 race is a good recipe for her. Uh, she made really good ground to Valley last time. Better race to be nearer the speed. She's actually run well in a group two at 1400 as a younger athlete. Forbidden City... Wrong race last time, but she ran quite well, especially given the, the, the way the race shaped up and the straights playing funny at the moment. So back out the 1400. Tick there. Jenny Jerome forgive the second up run. The first up run was good. She goes in. River Plate Forgive the first up run. Cardiac arrhythmia trialled very well prior to that. And uh, Marble Arch next. So we're going to have to take the five of them here. They're seven, six, 11, three, and 14. 7, six, eleven, three, fourteen. I
1: was interested when you said that a couple of um, horse youngsters look really good in trials. Was there one in particular yeah.
2: you're looking forward to seeing in the previous? Yeah, well, uh, I've always had a lot of time for Blue Stratum. This is a horse we've seen, a two-year-old we've seen a couple of times on race day. She's been terrific in both of her uh, races to date with little things against. And she uh, did win a trial easily, quickest time in the morning. Interestingly, uh, that same race, uh, Inner Visions trialled up in Sydney and, Gee, I thought he was terrific. Um, I just changed the sex of Blue Stratum. Definitely a cult. um was a, an exceptional winner in, in his heat, and he beat a horse called Scampi in the, in the trial, and you can actually tie that ball in with Blue Stratum through the uh, the uh, uh, nursery race. Innovision was the second quickest of the morning in his heat, so he really interests me. From the uh, the girls' division, uh, I thought both six mind shift um, and one, Hayasugi were perhaps the pick of them. But, uh, again, they all showed ability, Steve. So it is, it's going to be a challenge, and, and the market will help us too as we get closer. What's your best bet on the program, Caulfield? Look, I'm going to go Stipati, race six, number two. Um, yeah, I think we can overanalyse things. I think he's just a good horse in his right race. And your value selection? Yeah, look, um, there's a couple of in my selections that are 20, 30 to 1. But as far as top-rated runners, race eight, Number seven, fortunate Kiss. Around $7. I think she can run well in that competitive final race. And,
1: David, just back to
2: the Manfred,
1: race six on the card. Just checking your numbers. It was the party over the five, wasn't it? Centre five and four? Two, five, four? Uh, Yeah, we'll go two, five, four... And three will be full numbers, but for the body, just 254. 254. Yeah. Thanks, David. Yes. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, Thanks. David Gately. Um, so let's go through those quadrilla numbers for you. We start with race five here at Caulfield Australia Day. So two Katsu from six Vivaya, one Najem Sahail, and seven. Two six one seven. Race six numbers, two Stepardi from five and four. They're the three he would take. Two five four. Race seven numbers here, a one Ayrton from five, six, and three. One five, six, three. And in the last, numbers 7, 6, 11, 3 and 14. So 7 on top. Fortunate Kiss at $7. 7, 6, 11, 3 and also the 14. His best bet is race 6 to party. And the value, as we said, fortunate kiss, race 8, number 7. In regards to Stepati, the price at the moment with tab fixed. Let me just have a quick look. Um, Stepati is $3. Yeah, just with that. And he's only won seven races, but five of them have been at the Caulfield 1,400 metres. So five at Caulfield. So in fact, five at Caulfield, 4, 1,400. The other two wins were the debut at Bendigo and, of course, in Brisbane. He won the guns since to Ayrton. Matt Matt Hoisted about Kenazawa here at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday. But it's been scratched in any case. Michael Maxworthy's is joining us now from Sky Racing. How are you, mate? Good, thank you, Steve. Just uh,
0: trying to get through this big card of racing at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday. It's a good meeting highlighted by the, uh, the Coastline BMW um, Cup there. So hopefully we can find a few winners.
1: Where do we start?
0: Race number seven... This is a little bit of a, a throw-at-the-stumps race. It's a benchmark 85 over 1,800. But I've come back to Tony B. I do like the price. Now, we have seen him in Brisbane before. He won over the 1,800 at Eagle Farm. And his first up run here was good before they sent him back to Sydney. And he was just out sprinted in the straight at Rose Hill. So he's third up. Ormond derived from a good gate. It looks a perfect race for him, so... The first of our better bets, race seven, number six, Tony B for Chris Waller and Jimmy Orman.
1: $4.80.
0: Then we're going to uh, the Cup, the Coastline BMW Sunshine Coast Cup listed race, big field. There's a long tail to it this year. Uh, The favourite is Kinlock, but I felt it was between the five year old mayor's chatty lady and S1. There wasn't much between them last time they actually met in the Just Now with chatty lady just beating S1. Um, but I'm just thinking, Chatty Lady was really good last start in the buffering. I think she was a sectional star there over the 1350, and this looks the right race for her. So I think at around about $8, she's a great each way bet. In the feature, that's race eight
1: number five, Chatty Lady. Spot on, Reeve, the price $2.90 the place. So 8-5, Chatty Lady.
0: Yeah, then we're going to race nine, and I'm with number 12 here, Vivinelli. Lindsay Goff trains, Jake Babers to ride. This looks absolutely spot on for him. A fast tempo. Um, look, he got knocked down twice, first up when he ran fourth, and then he was in further bother at the Gold Coast last start um, when he missed the kick. He's usually not a great beginner, but he actually, you know, fell asleep in the gates. I don't know what happened there. And then he was badly held up for about 100 metres, and once he got clear, once he got around here, he actually picked up the bit nicely. He was seven lengths behind Boom Talk. That was the Wattfire Race at the Coast. But, gee, it was much better than it looks in the race. book. So I think he's a great play. That's nine twelve Sunny Coast on Saturday, Uminelli.
1: Of course, you found a few winners for us last weekend as well, Mike, on this segment.
0: Yeah, I think um, a miracle occurred, Steve. I think they all won.
1: <laughs> they did indeed, yes. Yeah. Um,
0: Blue Spinell... Um, that horse of Lucky Pippos, uh, substantial and a hell of a hell of a dancer, um, was a good result. later Yeah, in the and day. they were
1: all longer odds, of course, and what they started uh, uh, substantial started really short. But I think eight or nine dollars when you gave out Blue But now there might have been some deductions there. I wasn't quite yeah. sure. and hell of a yeah. dancer. You know, it was he was longer priced than three sixty that it officially started. Yeah, so it was a good day. So hard to repeat that, but
0: um, not for the want of trying, anyway.
1: Thanks, Mike. Okay, thank you. Steve. Yeah, Michael Maxworthy joining us uh his specials for Sunshine Coast Saturday, the feature meeting here. Uh, race seven, he touched on six Tony B. Race eight, he talked about five, Chatty Lady, eight five, and race nine, uh, number twelve in Vim Alley, race nine, number twelve. And it's around six dollars, yeah, seven dollars in fact, and two fifty Jake Bayless and Lindsay Goff. Staying was Saturday because Ray Hickson racing New South Wales. How are you, Ray?
3: Yeah, hi, Steve. Uh, I'm I'm all right. I survived my week on the Gold Coast, going to those theme parks uh, in good order. Body was a little battered because I haven't been on roller coasters for quite a few years. Did you go
1: on the Tower of Terror?
3: Tower of Terror? Which one's that? Dream World. No, I didn't go to Dream World. Oh, okay. I went to uh, Movie World and Sea World with my uh, eight-year-old nephew. I scared the pants off him by going on the DC Rivals as his very first uh, roller coaster experience. And, uh, no, look, we had a good time. We had a good time.
1: SeaWorld's a wonderful place. Actually, thinking Mm. about going back there, um, I haven't been there for so long. It's been a long, long time, but what a great
3: place to spend a day. Yeah, it was good. I I enjoyed all aspects of that. It's been a long time since I've been there. So, no, it was good, but back in action. Um, Obviously, we've got Australia Day tomorrow, and... um, Carrington Stakes Day at Randwick on Saturday, which we'll talk about now. I've got a couple of horses at a little bit of odds here, Steve. Um, I think it's one of those meetings. There's, um, there's quite a few open races here. So I'll start off in the Midway race two, number 13, Magneteer. Sam Cavanaugh chose this race over a later one. Um, I really liked what I saw behind Bilt uh, a few weeks ago over the Randwick Mile in a 72. Obviously, Bilt has come out to win again since... And um, he drops to a midway level. Now, he's a horse that's showing a lot of talent, Magneteer, And I just hope he can just hold that midfield position from barrier two. And if he gets the clear air at the right time, well, I think he'll be finishing strongly. I think he's a horse that can go just that little bit further than midway grade and given he's only had the six starts. So race two, number 13, Magneteer will be the first of them. $6.50. Mm. I found one at good odds in the Carrington Stakes race seven. Number two, you called it, uh, Chris Lees. Now, this race, if this is not a fast-run race, I'll be very surprised if the rest of the field holds up because we've got Felix Majestic and Lavoie, uh likely to match motors up in front. Now, obviously, we saw Felix Majestic put up that magnificent performance to run in second after getting into that speed battle last start. Well, Levoir went out five and six lengths in front and held off Testator Silence, who obviously won again since. Um, these two horses only know one thing, so we could be in for uh, a strongly run race. And I'm looking for that horse that's just going to get a nice trail, probably in the sort of fourth, fifth, sixth kind of position in the run, and has that late strength. And he showed that you called it in winning both the, the Civic Stakes and the Winter Stakes over the Randwick 1400 metres back in the winter. Um, he relished strong paces there and just finished over the top, easily beating the likes of Acquitted, who's won a couple of stakes races up your way recently uh, in the latter of them. I liked his recent trial. I think it sets up well, and um, I'm happy to make a good case for him at each way odds. You called it race seven, number two.
1: Seven, two. You recall when he was winning in Brisbane and one of his wins on day, I thought, gee, this could be a lightweight straight break chance. But then the wheels fell off a bit, but yeah, he seems to mm. have got his mojo back a bit last prep. So seven, two. He's $11 at the moment. Your last one?
3: Race 10, number one, Jun um, You saw a lot of her at the Gold Coast, uh, those two meetings. Uh, the one, the, the, the preview meeting to Magic Millions and on Magic Millions day she was obviously really impressive beating Chili Philly uh, the week before the Magic Millions meeting uh, and then completely blew the start in the Phillies and Mare's race. I think she did, made a good effort to run fourth behind Lady Laguna. Probably should have run second. Uh, she gets back in class here. Yes, up in weight, but Nash on, blinkers on. The key to her will be the first 100 metres. If she gets out of the gates cleanly, I think she'll get into a nice position. This will be a strongly run race with either or uh, up near the lead. And I think if she does do everything right in that first half, she should be able to finish over the top, race 10, number
1: one. $2.90. I'll repeat those. You'll be with us Saturday morning? Saturday morning, yes, Steve. Excellent. Thanks, Ray. Cheers. Glad you enjoyed the theme parks there in Queensland. Uh, Ray Hickson uh, from Racing New South Wales. So he likes a, a couple of horses. Race two, number thirteen, Magneteer, It's six fifty. So $2.13. You called it. Is in the Carrington race seven two at eleven dollars. And Junqueira, race ten, number one. Morvenville, the venue on Saturday, Jan 27. Ben Scudden, how are you, Ben? Good day, Steve. I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. Uh, first of your specials is where on Saturday?
4: Uh, kicking off in halfway through the card and race five. Not being particularly brave with this one, but um, I was really taken by the top weights' debut win in my room. One of those price bloodstock horses, trained by Richard and Chantel Jolly. They have you know, really good success with that um, with our ownership group. And look, this bloke, he showed a lot. First up, he was heavily supported, 440 into 280, One like an odds-on chance, just absolutely streamed away from him at Murray Bridge back on January 13, so a couple of weeks ago. Um, Jake Torek, after the race, spoke very highly of the horse. Um, that's enough for me to say that he's going to be good enough to make it two from two on Saturday in my room.
1: In my room. I said the time that day was 5840 um, yeah, of course, uh, similar to that next race there, which was actually a benchmark race at 86. So you're going same yeah. time as the older horses. It's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, very similar. Yeah, and he,
4: and he, he did it softly as well. Yeah. Like it was actually a you
1: know, head on the chest kind of when um, yeah, He was super impressive, I yeah. thought. Yeah, Wolflands was the horse that won the next race in similar time. So that's a race 5-1 in my room. Yep, then we're going to move to uh, race 8, horse number 6, Rush
4: Away lad. Also, plenty of ability. Look, he's only won the three from 18, but he's um, look, he's you know, he does have very good ability. He's got a good record this tracking distance. Nine starts, three wins, three placings. Um, look, I thought he was solid, solid enough first up behind My Ruby at Murray Bridge. That was back on December 23, so we haven't seen him for about a month. Pretty significant thing to note here: blinkers on first time say, so, look, you'd think that he'll um, potentially race a, a little bit more forward even um, if he does that and he kind of races to his best, he'll be super hard to beat in this, and he's, he's going to be good each way odds rush away lad, did notice there was a little bit, bit of money for him after they first put markets up last night, but um yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I'm very confident that he should be. He should be fighting at the finish. Rush away, Lad
1: at a nice each-way price. What okay, nine or barrier five? Nine dollars at the moment, Ben. Rushaway Lad. So Boffinville Saturday.
4: That's eight six. Yep. And then we're moving down to uh, the feature race of the day, race race nine, which is the uh, the Durbridge Stakes. Good horse he was too wasn't he Durbridge. Um, this horse I'm, I'm a big fan. of, validated number five. Um, he was. Um, you know, he's been really good. His preparation. He uh, he won that g tri final, the $100,000 final. Really, really good that day, where he steamed home from a long way back, beat Bellinger. Had a bit of a pipe opener at Murray Bridge behind Magic Max, where he, um, you know, Peter Blanche said that it was it was really just a a, a race for, to tighten the horse up and have him ready for the Chester Manifold at Flemington last time. And I thought he was good that day as well. was back and he did make a solid ground behind, not an option. Um, I think this rapes, race shapes as a really nice option for him as well. Again, he's got blinkers on too, so it'll be interesting to see what that does to him in terms of his racing pattern because he's always a horse who's got back a lot. Um, so whether Dom Tanua does work him out of the gate a little bit harder this time, and he said it was a touch closer to them. But, look, he's raced really, really well those past three runs. Past four runs, his prep actually really hasn't missed the beat. He's been super competitive. He, he likes Morphville, Um yeah, he's uh, three starts for two wins in a second. at Morphville on the outer track. And, look, I'm sure that he'll be super strong here. There's going to be good pace in this race, um, and that will certainly suit him as well. So two Excel and H2O you think will be fighting out for the, uh, the lead Starlock Valleys, another horse you like setting up near the pace as well. So they should be running
1: along, and that's something that's going to really suit Validated to finish hard. Thank you so much, Ben. Cheers, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, ben Skadden joining us there with his selections for the program at Moorfordville on Saturday in my room. Race 5 one, $2 tab fix. Race 8, number 6, rush away lad at good odds, $9. And validated in the Durbridge, race 9-5, $4.80. Of course, last year's Durbridge winner was Shimino. prior to that Kemble Passer, then Behemoth, and then Kemble Passer won it again. So he won it twice, but not consecutive years. a fantastic program in Tasmania Colin McNiff joins us how are you Colin was in the heat when running 30 and 30 right no we just haven't got Colin at the moment he's actually on the phone how are you Cole
5: yeah very well thanks excellent yeah. that was
1: brashy's voice I thought you might be doing an impersonation yeah.
5: yeah I don't do a bad one Johnny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Friday night here this is a uh, feature race meetings galore tell us what you like
5: yeah, look, uh, race three, number 10, Fiorete, the legend. It's only had the two starts. It ran eighth at its first start. wasn't a bad performance. It settled back last in the field and made up a little bit of ground over 1,100 metres, then stepped out in Launceston, ran second. It was the best of good things beaten. Uh, probably went down ahead on the line after having a, a chequered path held up coming around the home turn, chequered path in the home straight. Uh, look, I think it is the best of good things, is 3 old filly. I was speaking with the trainer, John Luttrell, yesterday, and If she can win tomorrow, then it's onwards and upwards to the strut stakes and then the oaks. So he's got uh, a lot of confidence in this, Philly, as I say, just her third race start tomorrow night. But I think she'll be winning race three, number 10.
1: Well, the Anthony's are, Matt, and there you go. Uh, Running in a maiden, race 3.10, Fiorente de Legend. Next one.
5: Race four, number seven, Opal Sun. It's a newcomer to the Gary White camp. Uh, He's taken the blinkers off, I notice It's had two runs to Gary for a third in Hobart and then a, a 15 long Launceston. So the two runs have been, have been pretty good. It had barrier 13 last time, so I think we can pay to overlook that run. Barrier five tomorrow night, and Craig Newitt jumps in the saddle, and Craig is in pretty good form at the present time. So race four, number seven, to open up its Tasmanian winning account.
1: That is Opal Sun, third up.
5: And then in the feature race of the night, the, the way for age event over 1,200 metres, I'm going to go with um, the up-and-comer here, Gigi's Gemstone. Obviously, a big rise in class. Hasn't raced since it won in Hobart on December 17, but it did win all four starts this campaign. It's had 10 starts for six wins, four times it's won at this track. Look, it does go up in uh, in, gla- in class dramatically here. First try at weight Parades, but I think this horse has got the makings of something a bit special. So... At his first try at wait for age, I think uh, Gigi's Gemstone can get the job done. He's drawn Barrier 1, Anthony Darmanin on board, so should get a lovely run just off the speed.
1: That is race 7, number 9. Good calling, Colin. We really look forward to this meeting. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, years. Colin McNiff. Yeah, that's uh, the $1,200 meter $75,000 race. And the Tassie Guineas, of course, prior, or the Launceston Guineas, where uh, Patrick Payne's got the favourite, their bold soul for Jake Noonan. Barrier 5 and a field of 7.